Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. On today's Faith and Freedom, we're going to be talking about the so-called COVID vaccine. Is it really a vaccine? And what should your considerations be with regards to that injection? I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Dr. Lee Merritt, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon who's done a lot of research in this area of COVID-19 masking and alternative treatments to COVID-19 that already are in existence. And you also are a member of America's Frontline Doctors, a very uh, great resource for people. Welcome, Dr. Merritt. Thank you. Let's talk about the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. And for now, you can't see this, but I'm putting it in quotes, if you will. Is it a vaccine? Is it different than other vaccines? Uh, and let's go into more detail about what it is and what it may do or not do. I don't think it meets the definition of a vaccine because it doesn't prevent transmission of disease. Even Pfizer admits that. And I will tell you that, you know, the problem we have here is that for the average person, if you wanted to look up a prescription for a blood pressure medication, you could look it up, and in plain English, you could at least come to some understanding how that drug worked and whether or not in the risk benefits. But I'm going to tell you that you that, that, that is almost, that's impossible to do for this, even for trained professionals. I mean, I've been a physician for 40 years. I tried to work my way through the Pfizer application to the FDA. I had to call three people. I mean, it's, it's very, very complicated. And uh, there is a good review in the British Medical Journal by a Dr. Doshi, that I think that was his last name, Doshi. And he goes through this in detail and he shows how they're, that's not what they're, what they're saying. The first thing to say about this is it's not a, it's nothing like we know a vaccine to be. Because a typical vaccine takes right. the virus itself in a weakened condition right. and then injects it into your body. Your body then recognizes it, remembers it. It's not enough of the virus to actually overcome your body and make you sick in most situations. So when you then later get that particular virus in its full strength, you get an infection. Your body's already set, ready to go to attack it with its own immune system. Is that the normal That's process normal. of a vaccine? But and this is normal vaccines that. also take at least roughly an average of 10 years from research to deployment, five years of which require testing of various different kinds of applications. Uh, it's a long process, is it not? Right. So this is, you know, there's a lot of concerns I have about this. So this is not that kind of a vaccine. You're given a man-made... So it doesn't have the it doesn't COVID-19 have a pathogen. No. pathogen. What it actually does is take a piece of programmed uh, mRNA, which is just a little piece of genetic material, that will produce the pathogen or some part of it or some, act, some relationship in your cells. And that's so they're actually, it's, it's, it would be like if, you were gonna, if I were going to give you a measles vaccine with this technology, what I would be doing is giving you a little piece of RNA that made you have measles in your cells and hope that your immune response would quickly take it out and not so that Does the measles didn't Does this in all your you. cells? I don't know if it's all your cells, but it's certainly in the muscle cells and the things that you're, you're getting the vaccine in. 
So, so this is uh, an mRNA is part of your DNA. It's like a messenger. Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, it's not. When people are worried that it's going to change their DNA, I think the jury's out on that. But it's what it what is clearly true is, it's it is genetic material you're getting injected. Now, this, so it's completely different than a vaccine. Right, that it's not a vaccine. To. So there's never been an mRNA approved in the history of America for right. a vaccine. They've never made it into a drug, although they tried. It didn't pass the safety trials. We've never had this used on humans before. We only have two months of follow-up. The animal trials failed in the past. We've had multiple recommendations from multiple researchers never to ever, ever bypass animal testing, but we bypassed long-term animal testing. As usually what you do is you go through the testing of animals, you right. get that uh, information, then you go out to test humans, and then eventually you release it to the general right. public once it's approved. And other things that are of concern is that mRNA or RNA is a reactive species in your, in your cells, I meaning it can cause inflammation. And now we're creating this product that allows it to linger in our cells and we're already seeing autoimmunity increase in some people. And so we've, you know, some of the deaths may be attributed to that. We, we're pretty sure this increases your risk of anaphylaxis. These are the known complications. And we don't know what's going to happen if somebody actually gets the COVID infection right. after getting this vaccine. And that is one of the big risks, and it's called immune enhancement, and it has to do with the fact that, or pathogenic priming. We know about this process, and it's specifically worrisome in this type of virus like Zika, Corona, uh, respiratory sensational virus, these groups of viruses have a bad acting potential. And it can happen naturally, but it's certainly no, we, we know it can happen after a vaccine where we give you the vaccine, you do okay, but then when you secondarily get, it, get the, the virus, you get overwhelming inflammatory mm. reaction and the, it makes the disease worse. So it can worse. make it actually worse. Yeah, and in fact, the there's a, a group, and I can't remember, that are demanding that the minimum we should do is have informed consent for specifically that event because, because and this can happen a long term after you get the vaccine. So, so you won't necessarily have a, this. right now we've seen deaths that have occurred right after or other kinds of physical right. conditions, but we don't know what's going to happen two months, three months we don't. down the road, five months a year, or when you actually get COVID. Right. This was put through on an emergency fast track basis. There was not, there's not independent oversight, no time really for public comment. It's run, rush, rush, rush. And I tell you, I've never seen a vaccine rolled out to distribution before the FDA adjudicated on it. Yeah. And so never. what we have here, so this is really not a full-blown FDA approval. This is, this is an, an emergency experimental situation that we're dealing with. And it, we just shouldn't even use the term vaccine. I keep I keep tripping over that word, but it's a it's an experimental biologic agent or experimental gene therapy would be closer to the truth. To compound the problem with this, you have two companies that have gone through this FDA emergency process, uh, Pfizer and Moderna. And Moderna, for those people that don't know, is only a 10, 11-year-old company founded in 2010. And it has never, ever had an approved medication or drug that has been approved by the FDA. Yeah. Never, ever had it. Uh, there's very, they're secretive about their technology. And then in March of 2020, an amazing meeting between the president of Moderna at a pharmaceutical meeting in the White House. Uh, afterward, the president went to the president of the United States and the other representatives and said, we, Moderna, can make a vaccine in a couple of months. And they've never been successful in anything else on that level. Well, then the next day, the FDA approved them, and they got 400 and I believe it was $53 million. And lo and behold, now we have Moderna. 
And I believe the people that are taking this are the ones who are, frankly, part of this clinical trial. Right. It's, uh, this whole thing is crazy. And I think one of the biggest concerns I have that just came out recently, um, and again, I'm not a virologist. I'm not the person that, that really understands this as well as some people, but uh, Dr. Wolfgang Wodarg in Europe, he and Mike Yaden, who these are real scientists. He's an epidemiologist physician. D Dr. Yaden is a scientist that used to be a senior or senior vice president for Pfizer. He was the senior science officer for Pfizer. And he basically, their concern, it turns out that the, the, the antibodies that this is going to produce may react with a woman's placenta. It mm. has to do with the this coronavirus it's kind of a weird biology that women's placenta have the viral yeah. stuff in it. So and we've already seen miscarriages. Right, and we've seen miscarriages. So, so a doctor, a female doctor recently, right. she sent out a tweet. She was excited about getting this. And within about a week later, within a few days, frankly, she miscarried at 14 and a half weeks. Right, and so it's, yeah, you know, second trimester miscarriages are kind of rare. I have that from my friends that do that kind of business. I don't do that. But, but you know... And we're doing it. The other thing you have to ask yourself is, is it worth it? We're not really in a pandemic. This isn't a pandemic. I, I mean, I know they call it plandemic. My term is I like to say this was a flu d'etat. This is a this is a made up thing. And and yes, we have problems, but we have other solutions. If you have a treatment, you don't need a vaccine. So I really recommend I don't tell people what to do in terms of the vaccine. They have to make their own informed choice. I just think we should have information. But the, the real issue is if we want to get out of this, this pandemic or this flu d'etat, this non-pandemic, what we need to do, we need to turn off the TV, we need to reopen our businesses, and we need to get rid of these masks that are dividing us as a society. That's our real. That's the real antidote to this problem. Not a. Not a. And throw off the fear. Uh, right, we talked right. before on uh, faith and freedom with Dr. Lee Merritt that there's other alternative treatments. There's uh, various vitamin uh, supplements, uh, D and zinc and C, and there's also hydroxychloroquine medication, which is generic now, and ivermectin, which actually won an award. And so there are other options for you out there. Don't live in fear and learn the facts. We have more information at lc.org, lc.org. And we'll also put up Dr. Lee Merritt's uh, website, drleemerritt.com. And we'll also have that at lcaction.org, lcaction.org. And go to the resources page, lcaction.org forward slash resources. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.